I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Folks, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, February 6, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. And once again, we have a very quiet day out here. We're hovering underneath the 200 period moving average. So not a lot has changed over the last 24 hours. The market basically didn't do anything today. It was, for the most part, an inside day. Not by much, but technically speaking, by pennies on either end, it was an inside day. It doesn't tell us anything. All we did was eat some time off the clock, go sideways. The market is at a decision point. I think it's unlikely we hover here for very much longer. Before I get deeper into that, first let me pause and thank everybody for participating and making comments underneath the video each and every night. I love the interaction. I love the banter back and forth. Please continue to do so. In addition, please hit the thumbs up button on the video and share the video with anybody that you think can benefit from this information. Now, we've already established today's activity really doesn't tell us anything on the daily chart. So what do we need to do? We need to peel back the onion and we need to look deeper. In order to look deeper, let's begin walking backwards. So in order to do that, I'm going to look first at a 240-minute chart. So I'm going to slice the day in half. What do I see here? Well, I see a market that's bullish. It's above a downsloping trend line. All it's doing is going sideways, eating time off the clock. Nothing more, nothing less. Now, what I've just done is describe to you what I'm visually seeing. Does that mean that the market is going to go in one direction or another immediately? No, it doesn't mean that one way or the other. All it is is a market that's going sideways, eating time off the clock. We just take it for what it is. Let's slice it down a little farther. What do we see on a 180-minute chart? We see a market going sideways. It's above all the moving averages. There's nothing technically wrong with this chart. Is the market extended? Are we up a tremendous amount from the end of December? Of course we are. But that doesn't necessarily mean it has to stop here and we all of a sudden have to come down. They don't have to open the trap door all of a sudden. They can. It doesn't have to happen. I say this all the time. Markets can always go a lot higher and a lot farther on the downside than most people ever, ever think they really can. Here's another one that if you've been around the markets for a long time, you've certainly heard this one. But markets can stay solvent a lot longer than most people can stay short. That saying is there for a reason. Now you tie that back into what I say over and over again, which is we're looking for signs and a signal of a trend change. I don't really see one here on the 180 minute chart. What's going on on the hourly chart? We're riding the 20 period moving average. The 50, the 20, the 100, the 200, they're all trending higher and we're riding above the 20 period moving average. Is this chart technically bad? No, there's nothing technically wrong with this chart. 
Now, if something changes and we wake up to a gap down in the morning, that changes the chart. But when I'm assessing the chart right here, there's nothing wrong with the chart. So now we go back to the daily chart and you have to say, is there a very solid reason why the market will all of a sudden fall out of bed tomorrow or the following day? And there's not. It can happen, and usually those kind of things come out of left field. We wake up, the market's gapping lower, and we go from there. We assess the situation in real time. Now, let's say the market was at $280, and we had a tremendous day on the upside, throw some volume behind it into an important price area, and I would say, yeah, there's a likely case where the market may find some resistance up there at that gap. But we're not at one of those areas right here. If we hover for very long underneath the 200-period moving average, that's the market's way of indicating that the 200-period moving average really wasn't the destination. Let's discuss the downside for a second. What happens if the market all of a sudden is down on Thursday morning? What happens? What are the bogeys on the downside? Well, look at what you have, and you have to say, that even just visually looking at the daily chart, you would say we're likely to find support at 270. I'm not saying the market's going down to 270. I'm saying even if it did, it's also a likely area the market would find support and again, does nothing to the uptrend of this market. In fact, there are a lot of areas of support where if the market did begin to sell, there are several areas in between current price and where this downsloping trend line is, which will also provide support. So let's run through a different scenario. Let's think longer term for a second. Let's think more than a day or two out. What happens if the market does this? We come down. Everybody thinks the rally's over. It's finished. We're coming all the way down. We're retesting the lows. We're going lower. All that stuff. But what happens if this trend line holds and the market begins going higher again. What's the likely outcome? Well, we go higher, and that's the likely outcome. It's no different than what happened here when we did that exact same thing, and we went higher, and that's the reason I just indicated to you. That's one of the schematic possibilities. So that would entail pulling back for a few days. Nothing wrong with that. If you're bullish, there's really nothing wrong with that. If you're bearish and you begin to see a pullback, you think you saw the top and you're hoping for lower prices. I understand both sides of the coin. What I try and do is assess the current situation and deliver what I'm seeing today on the charts. Now, remember a couple of minutes ago I said we're unlikely to stay around here for very long. I just don't see the market consolidating underneath the 200 period moving average for days and days and days. I can be entirely wrong. That's totally an opinion. I just don't see it happening. So we just talked about the downside and where the likely support areas are. The obvious is the 100 period moving average, and there's more than that. We'll just save the rest of those for the intraday traders from inside the numbers. But what about the flip side? What happens if we wake up to a gap higher on Thursday? Is that even possible? Yeah, that's totally possible. Why is it possible? Because nobody would expect that. Now, some of you will comment that the Federal Reserve Chairman is making a speech on Wednesday evening. I'm making this video at 4.30. I have no idea what he's going to say, but I will tell you that 
if in fact we do gap higher tomorrow or we do gap lower tomorrow, it's likely a result of whatever he says in the speech. And then after the fact, I'll remind you that he said nothing different than we already know. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Nothing. No change from yesterday. Again, another day. We're just hovering right above their 100-period moving average. Does it visually look like there's anything wrong with this uptrend? No. Could we come down to the low of this last breakup candle, just under 149? Sure we could. Does that really do anything to the uptrend? Not really. So it's in the same camp as the S&P 500. Anything new over at the transportation department? Well, we're into what would likely be some overhead resistance. We're into the 100-period moving average. Now, we hit it today. Now, we put in what I like to call a pseudo-doji candle. But the question is, what type of reaction did we have off of what should be a very important price area, the 100-period moving average, after we haven't seen that price in quite some time? Think about the last time we saw the 100-period moving average. Over a month ago, but it was a lot of points in between. It was a big round tripper. So wouldn't you think that it would provide more of a reaction when hit doesn't have to? But in my experience, under normal market conditions, I think so. So for now, while it may reject price, and we'll find out soon enough, for now, the type of reaction that it had today... I'm considering that as somewhat neutral, not bearish behavior. doesn't have to be bullish. I'm just not considering it bearish, even though I think we're into resistance. I think the market, if it wants to, can obviously push through. I'm just looking at the situation, assessing in real time, looking at the 100-period moving average, saying maybe we're not at final destination in the transports. We'll find out soon enough. I'm letting you in my mind again. We know how dangerous it can be. How about the Qs? Carbon copy story. We didn't quite hit the 200 period moving average, but look how close we are. It's really the same thing. It's again that creeping market. We're creeping up to these prices, which leads me to believe that we're not creeping into an important price. We usually come into an important price with much more force than the creeping behavior. I don't like the creeping behavior. It has me just a little bit spooked. And what does that mean? It means we're going to get a larger move out of nowhere sooner than later. That's what that means. The XLF. What is the XLF chart telling us right now? We don't even need these numbers any longer. Uh, The 25 was important when it was important, not any longer. So right now, we're at resistance, and what the 100-period moving average so far is telling us on the XLF is its resistance. Now, what happens if we just go a couple of days, five, six days, three, four days, whatever it is, what happens if we go a few more days sideways and ride the 100-period moving average? Well, that's bullish. What happens if price is now rejected and we come down toward the 20-period moving average? Well, that's what normally would happen when we hit the 100-period moving average. Not that we have to come down to the 20, but just normally that's the way the market works. The market goes up, then it comes down a little bit. Goes up, comes down a little bit. Sometimes it comes down a lot. That's the way the markets work. They go up and they go down. So when they go up and they find a resistance area, they start coming down. We start trying to identify 
where the support zone is going to be. I'm not saying the first support on the XLF is the 20-period moving average. I'm just using it in this visual example. What do we have here? A breakout? Well, yeah, that's what you have right now. This circles right back to everything I keep saying. Everything has a destination, and since theoretically all markets are trading together, not, all, not to the same magnitude, but today's SMH, which is the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index ETF tracking stock, Today is a perfect example of the SMH, or the semis, if you will, had a huge day to the upside, the SMH up over 2%. Is it a blow-off move, or is it the market telling us as an indicator within a market, right? The semis are somewhat of an indicator or a leading indicator generally of the tech sector. Is this telling us, is it leading us in the upward direction? Well, we had good volume, better than average volume. We closed convincingly above the 200-period moving average. Is there any reason that this would be bearish? No, this is bullish behavior. Again, this is a balls and strikes business. I call them as I see them. Now, we have to do an infomercial for a second because I'm going to answer a slew of emails all at once. Inside the numbers, what's the deal? What's it all about? How does this work? All right, here's the way it works. Here's the website, mystrategicforecast.com. If you're logged in, this is what you see. Simply a video of how to use Inside the Numbers. On the left, you see Inside the Numbers, Continuing Education. Traders that have taken either course, what you would do is hit one of these buttons, and like magic, it brings you to the login page to log into the Lazy E-Mini Trader course. Then, if you want to log into the Lazy Gap Trader course, again, like magic, there you are. Then we have a continuing education section. So this is a bonus and this is new. There's only three videos back here, but I just started making them. So anytime I think of an important topic, I'll make a video. Some are five or ten minutes long. Maybe some will be 20 minutes long. Actually, one of them is 20 minutes long. Doesn't matter what the length is, it's the content that's important. My objective here is to organize all the information in a readable format. Once we get dozens of videos back here, we'll start to organize it with an index or table of contents, whatever it takes. And then if you come back to the members area and you go to Inside the Numbers, and this is what members really signed up for, you have the Inside the Numbers. So here's today's midday update. Here's the pre-market morning notes. They start to show up between 8.30 and 9. You have morning gap trades. You have stocks on the move. You have index important numbers, the ES, the SPY, and crude oil. And then you have a swing trade watch list. There's nothing on it right now. You have a gap fill master list. And that's about it. So that's everything inside the numbers and beyond. And thanks for putting up with the infomercial. But I really had to cover that because I keep answering the same question over and over again. So I think it was worth a minute. Don't give me a thumbs down for that one. What about gold? Gold's coming down. We talked about this. Coming down toward the 20-period moving average. I like it around the 20-period moving average. You have a big fat round number of 1,300. The 20-period moving average is sloping higher. Maybe they don't get to the big fat round number of 1,300. So what I'll say here is if we begin to find support on the gold chart around 1,305, 1,304, 1,303, depending on when we get there, and the market begins to reverse, that would be bullish behavior. So this is of note. Crude oil, 
tested the 20-period moving average, bounced off of it, and we're doing the same thing. We're just going sideways on top of the 20-period moving average. Eventually, it's price wanting to go higher. That's the way charts work. That's what this chart is telling us. Now, if we get below the 20-period moving average and start closing below there, that's a different story unfolding. But right now, the storyline is higher. And that's about everything that I intended to cover tonight. So we're going to take an opportunity with a quiet market to do a somewhat abbreviated video. And for that reason, I'm out. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. And please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.